Hi, welcome to Trans and Justice Stories. My name is Kai Peterson, and today we have a special guest, Josiah. So if you... How you doing? Doing pretty good today. So I'm, I'm, I had a, a whole little list of questions. We talked about this already. But before we get into any of that, like, what's been going on with you? Like, how you doing? I've been good. I've just, um, just been working, trying to get work done. Okay, that's understandable. I mean, it's a lot going on right now. In the middle of this whole pandemic and then this new thing that they got going on, it's just, I don't know, it's just a lot going on in the world. But aside from that stuff, we do have a, a few things that uh, I would like to talk to you about today. Um, and on in this first episode, it's I want to hear about your experiences with the the justice system or the criminal justice system, as they call it, which I don't believe there's no justice in it. But hey, that's my opinion. Right. <laughs> Look, that's my opinion. Everybody may not have the same opinion as I do, but that's just my opinion. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right, you know, into, into our questions. Um, so before we get into the Justin involvement, like when all of whatever happened, before we get into any of that kind of stuff, like what was like, what was your life like before coming in contact with the justice system? Well, before I became in contact, I never actually had like physical contact with the police, and I've always seen like other black and brown folks have contact. Well, actually, I'm lying. I have like contact when I was a kid, but I always had my mom to protect me. So I was so used to being like coddled and as a grown man. I felt like I, you know, I was so used to being coddled. So before, you know, my situation with the police, it was a different feeling. Like I was. I'd explain it. I felt safe to go outside. Even though I'm unsafe to be outside. I live in New York City where people throw bullets all over. A bullet has no name. People shoot a lot. They kill. They stab. They do a whole bunch of wild shit. But that, that has never really affected me because I was so used to how I grew up and, and the people I've been around. But being, um, you know, but after what happened to the police, that all changed. I actually, honestly, grew a fear of, of outside, especially being a black man. I could easily lose my life, so it is something that really like it changed. Okay, okay, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that because I know after my uh, initial <laughs> contact with the uh, with law enforcement. That just changed the way that I looked at everything. That changed the way I looked at them. And, you know, the thought is that, hey, they're supposed to be here to protect and serve the community. But that never happens. And if it does, what percent of the community or what population does it serve and protect, you know? Right. And it's not the black and brown people. But, again, that's just my opinion. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to say, though, you are right, though, because when you look at it, they – when a white person calls the cop, they're right there, they're doing their job, and then us as black and brown folks, instead of us being able to call them, some of us fear to call them. So I, one of us could be in a problem, God forbid, right now, and because of the trauma they have done to us, and not only us, other melanated bodies, where we fear to call. Like I have a nephew that he's seven years old, and my mom doesn't like this, 
But I, I, because I feel like he's a black, a little black boy, he needs to know this. I saw him all the time, like, the police are not your friend. He sees the police, he's like, oh, the police, no, they, they're not your friend. They, they hurt little boys, so don't think that, you know what I mean? Like, don't think because you're a little boy, they're your friend. No, they're not your friend. They hit us all. Even the, the melanated ones, they're attacking our, their own people, and it's sad. That is so true. Wow. That is definitely so true. Like, I, I, you know, I have a son, and I tell him all the time, I'm like, you know, it's a way that you have to carry yourself. Especially when you go out. You can't, you know, when I was growing up, we could play with certain stuff, like little BB guns and stuff. But the way things are going now, you can't even do it. You can't even play with a water gun. Right. You know, so it's like we're having to, to shield and protect our kids and, and, you know, nieces and nephews and everything to just let them know, like, it's some things that you can't do. You may want to, but it's just best to not do it. Try something else. And it shouldn't even be that way. But I don't know. Hopefully we can get some things changed and I don't know, see what we can go from here. Hopefully. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the plan. Okay, so. Alright, could you kind of explain a little bit about what happened kind of leading up to your charges and sentencing or whatever? Like, you don't have to be too detailed, and if it's something that you don't want to talk about, that's fine. Uh, for me, alright, so I'm going I'm to try to, alright, so when I was, I, I was, Around, I think it was around 2019, I was with another um, black trans masculine person, and we were, he was going to the store, he had happened to the store before me, so I, I made it um, down, like, maybe about two, three minutes later, so I ran to catch him in the store, because my wife wanted something as well, so I go into the store, we go, we grab what we grab, we, um, we pay for our stuff or whatever, and we walk out the store, and as we're walking out the store, the cops come, and they just come, like, how do I explain it? They come, they start grabbing on me, they're trying to search me, they're saying that I have a gun. I, one thing about me is I've never owned a gun. I may, I may have seen other people in my life hold guns or have guns, but I've never owned a gun in my life, so I was shot. And as he starts, so he begins to grab me, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, I'll get. I'm one. I'm one person that's very blunt, so that's the way I'm gonna say how I feel. And I was just like, "Yeah, I'll get. Can a black you? I'm gonna be your next. You know, the next nigga you won't kill. So, um, cause I'm not gonna be quiet. Yeah, I just want to kill me before I be quiet. And at the time, I was been thinking like, somebody might have to kill me before before I be quiet. And I know they kill other, a lot of black people." I was just so enraged, like, you want me to, you're searching saying I have a gun. You're saying, you're telling me I'm wearing gold black. The, um, the, um, they got a report that a, a black man that was six feet tall and all black has a gun. And I'm 4'11", so when he said six feet tall, I'm like, you're really about to press me. And I'm really 4'11", I don't, you know, I don't even reach the requirement to be six, six feet. And, and then you're telling me I have no black on. And one thing I watch, um, I watched on order as a kid with my mom. Um, different, just different police shows. And one thing I know about police because they, you know, in the show they copy what real police people have to do. And they always look at what you have on. So they look from your sneakers or everything you have on. So if they're telling you on the call someone has on black, they literally have to have black on. Because 
something. And I did have some purple and yellow going on pants as well. So I'm like, okay, that's a little funny. So as he was searching us, he's searching me. He um he has me to him and his, um it took about two, three people to search me and they had me to the wall. Now the person I'm with, he um prior to um this this situation he had a fight and yet he had caught blood clots in his eye. So when he asked the police police officer like what he's like what he's doing to me he, they basically told my homeboy like shut like basically shut the fuck up and he's, he's like look at your eyes like basically telling him to do it to his eyes like you know make his eyes worse mm-hmm. and you can obviously see he has blood hemorrhaging from his eyes he came from the hospital like i think if i'm not mistaken it was that exactly and he just had an abortion i know he just lost the baby prior to this so he's already going through his own stuff and when he asked that question I guess it infuriated them more and I told them to leave him alone because he had nothing to do with the situation y'all were antagonizing me so continue to antagonize me once they began to focus on him my fear no longer became about me my fear was more more focused on him because at the end of the day I, I grew up with I don't like you know even though we're all black and I grew up different. Like people would say, they grew up with tough skin, and I grew up with tough skin. I, I, you know, I grew up as a little girl, and my mom always told me, "You don't fear no man. You don't fear any white person. At least nobody. Mm-hmm. The only person you fear is her." So I grew up only fearing my mom. So when he was messing with the per- the person I was with, I was more. I grew a sense of fear. Like, yo, I'm scared he might kill my friend. Like, if he killed this boy in front of me, I don't know how I'm gonna live with myself because I didn't do nothing but the problem was with me. So I, how can I live with myself if anything happens to this boy? So now my friend said something, and that when once once he 